0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jason Smith, Jason and John every single day. From 11 until 2. Jason, when did you last go to Memphis uh, to the Beale Street Music
1: Festival? Ooh, been a long time. Uh, uh, it's been years. Uh, to be honest with you, so I can't I can't pin it down. Uh, it would probably be I don't know mid uh 2008ish maybe 2009ish somewhere in there. So it had been a while for me as it was. I probably just aged out of it. Uh, and again, no All disrespect right. to Bill Street Music Festival. And you know, John was saying yesterday, uh, in in its defense, you know that they uh, they didn't they hadn't done a, a a great job at least of getting the timely acts right. The ones that were big stars right now. Of course, you could reach back and. And go get the the oldies but goodies, but uh, I I will I, I'll beg to differ. I mean they had they had Meg the Stallion. I want to say a couple of years ago, and she's on top of the she's uh one of the ones on top of the the rap game right now. So I thought I thought you know, could did they get all of the 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 best? No, that's hard to do in 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 Memphis and with that music festival. But I thought you know for the end there they were it wasn't a deal where they were mailing it in. At least they were they were trying to bring it back. The things hemorrhaging money. Uh, it's probably just run its course, but I I had aged out of it, Jeff, probably years ago.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure they were doing the best they could, and yeah, you know yeah. people people have so, so many drawn so many lines in the sand over this. Everyone's picked sides, and so some people are blaming the uh, Riverfront uh, Parks folks, other people are blaming the music folks for not putting together a compelling product. Last year they drew thirty seven thousand eight hundred and five. Um, so what was interested though, is uh, city councilman, Chase Carlisle, he tweeted out this morning, I feel very, very confident a world-class music festival will take exactly. place in Tom Lee park in 2024.
1: Exactly. Like, I mean, you, you pointed that out to us just as quickly as we could ask you that at some point there'll be another music festival and to hear that, you know, it could pick up as, as soon as next year. Uh, is, is good news. I, I just think that's, that's kind of the feeling. I, I highly doubt you're going to waste, you know, that that great space. And knowing our musical history, some, you, you, something will be down there. I agree with you yesterday on that, just whatever form, or whatever name it will take, we'll see. Uh,
0: I'll talk uh Chris Harrington more about that at the top of the hour. The um, the Memphis Tigers play Tulane tonight in a game that everyone has talked about, circled all of that, uh, pretty much universally acknowledged to be the biggest game in the Ryan Silverfield era. I was asking Jeffrey earlier, is this a Gatorade game? He, he said there's three categories. There's the Gatorade-Shower yeah. game, and then he would put the Rush the Field game uh, above that, and then Rush the Field and take down the goalpost above that. Do you think a victory tonight merits any of those three things?
1: I think the Gatorade-Bath for sure. I, I, think, I think the players know very well, you know, what Ryan Silverfield sort of faced coming into this season with a lot of people out on the football program. And, of course, it's seeming, you know, whether it's inside that athletic department or with that team, like, you know, those guys are pretty galvanized behind him. He doesn't have a team that that it didn't feel like going into this season was ready to let go of the rope. It seemed like one that was ready to fight for him. And so I, I get the sense that they know how big a game and opportunity this is for Ryan Silverfield. They hear what everybody's saying, that this is his biggest game as a head coach, and it absolutely is. It's the opportunity to gain back everything you've lost, to be honest with you. Not everything in the sense of game day, not those heights yet, but getting yourself back in that position where you could be the best thing uh, in the group of five. He's got himself right here. And so, I, 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 you know, I did, it, I did it earlier this week with a, with a respect burger. I said it again yesterday. I give him credit for putting his team in this position, you know, right now to, to seize it, to, to, to grab, you know, control of the AAC for the most part. I know you're, you're going to have to deal – with SMU, that, that's clear at this point that the good thing is you get them at your place. But, but you've got them in position right now to get people really excited about this thing again. You've gone out, and, and rather than just uh, running your mouth about people coming, you went out and spent $50,000, your own money, whatever it is. You're, you're, you're handing out tickets that look like yesterday on campus. You're doing everything in your power besides just the, the things we always say he has to control, which is inside those, inside those white lines. He's going out of his way. Obviously, to set this thing up is big. And so, you know, I, I feel great for him because, again, this is, you know, for, for Ryan Silverfield, he needed this year to get people to buy back in. And I think with the position he's in right now, he's right there on the precipice of doing that. I, I don't think that you have to win necessarily to get people to feel like right now that the program's in good hands with Ryan Silverfield. But you do have to play on two lanes level. You can't go out and buy all these tickets and then, and then give a, a you know an F performance against a Tulane team that's good, yes, and the standard in the league, but not unbeatable. There, there's no question about it. I mean, you've got uh, what it takes, I think, and especially at home with your home record, 19 four under Silverfield. You know, uh, you're a five-point dog at home. That's an easy pregame speech to get guys up for. So with them realizing how big this is for Silverfield, again, this being a beatable two-lane team, I just think it's a great opportunity. I'm happy that Ryan gets this opportunity, and I hope that he delivers, that he doesn't flop, Uh, Because I think that's where you stand to lose, Jeff. If you go out there and flop tonight on Friday night in front of a, you know, what I think is going to be 35,000-plus on ESPN, that's not going to be a good look optically. There's no question. I I don't think you go back to ground zero, but it's certainly us saying, oh, man, they're not, you know, they they needed to show that they were an AAC title contender. Uh, Maybe you can still do that if you flop, but I think if you just play them, if you go toe-to-toe, you come up a little short, that's okay. You need to show you can play on Tulane's level. And of course if you get the win, I think it's an absolute Gatorade bath for Ryan Silverfield.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think we've n I think we've we've identified it. It is and for Ryan Silverfield hundred percent deserves a Gatorade bath. Oh yeah. Um he and, does. And, but but I I mean I I think the significant I love I'd love it if they play on the level. But I think the significance of winning
1: is is dramatically well. Uh, if you want to get people really bought back in, that's what yeah, do. you do. Yeah, you got to win. With it with it being here again, Pratt's good. They don't have Spears. Um, you know, they they do they do have some weapons. I don't want to just sit here and act like their offense isn't anything. Jeffrey nailed it. It's it's how you're going to block that defensive front that was so physical against Ole Miss. You know. But, but it's not just, again, here's the thing, though. If you lose, Jeff, there's still an opportunity to run the table, beat SMU, everybody else. You get a crack at Tulane again. Now is, is, at that point, you know, uh, a peach bowl off the table? Probably so. I mean that's the way, Jeff. To keep, you know, it's not just the A.C. title; it's the opportunity for a New Year's Six that really keeps people, that gets people that's back exactly in. Right. We've always it's, it's used when the people gauge. Are talking about you nationally, right. you, and people You got to be, lose, you got to be good ball. to great. You got to be good to great to move the needle, and and, and right now they're I, I don't, they're borderline good. But you go out and get a win tonight, and you could show us, hey, maybe this team's possibly great. And again, that's coming off of. What have been let's be real mediocre uh, uh, finishes in the aAC the last couple I mean you were picked fourth this year you don't get people excited finishing third or fourth in the aAC You do that by winning this game tonight, so it's absolutely all there for ryan silverfield he's put he's putting butts in seats literally with his own dollar uh tonight, and hopefully uh he's going to get the crowd he wants, but more importantly, the performance he needs out of his out of his team tonight.
0: I like what you said um about um the fact that this shows to me that that was one of the significance of the Boise state game. If you had a team that had quit on their coach, they would not have been able to come back from 17 nothing. So they are honestly like in some ways they were outplayed by Boise state, but for them to come back from that deficit showed that the team still believes in each other and in him and for him then to have an opportunity. We often say once people are kind of out on you, it's hard to get them back, right? Yeah. It's, That's GP's uh,
1: Ola. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and I don't know that you could ever say that Memphis was out on Ryan Silverfield, but it was certainly trending that way. And mm-hmm. for him to have this opportunity um, to get him back and to deliver on the promises he made, I really think it's extro- an extraordinary opportunity um, for everybody. And I like what you said. He's, he's putting butts in the seats quite literally with his own money. Anyway, we'll see that tonight. A couple other things real quick before I let you go. Uh, Your colleague, uh, John Martin, wrote a column at the Daily Memphian about uh, Billy Richmond III and basically said, listen, his dad's social media posts do not mean that he – do not rule out the possibility that he is coming to Memphis. Mm -hmm. And then further, while it would be a great thing to get him – in this day and age, there really is no must gets anymore. Certainly, as a high school player, do you agree with both of those things?
1: I mean, I do. I, you know, usually I like to play contrary to John, John Martin's takes when I can, but I, I, I can't. I, I can't hear <laughs> um, because it's the right call. I, I don't. You know, Mom's made it pretty clear publicly. That's the only reason I, I even go into this dynamic of, of mom and dad. Right. And, and Trey between. But she's made it clear publicly that this decision is between her and her son. And so I, I do think that, you know, in the end, what, what you know, Billy's, uh, you know, his, his uh, lack of satisfaction with the basketball program right now, or at least the job that Penny Hardaway is doing, won't have any effect whatsoever on Trey's choice. And I also agree that, again, and, and it'd be different if we're not seeing Penny Hardaway go out the last two off-seasons and kill it in the transfer portal. Go out and get pretty much, you know that maybe not whoever he wants because he's talked about it that nils limited him. Seemed like when he did that up, did that though he just threw up. It was like a bat signal, you know, and it rained down money. He's able to go get Quinterly and Jordan Brown and everybody else. But when you see what he's capable of in the transfer portal. It's true. You apply that to college basketball today. You just look at Jonathan Lawson's situation. Again, not as highly rated a prospect, but one we all felt like that. If he stayed a few years at Memphis, at some point he's going to be in the rotation. Well, those first couple of years it didn't work out because Penny is playing older guys. He red shirts the first year doesn't get, I'm sure as much time as he wanted the second and he's out of here to Creighton. And so that can happen. I'm saying with freshmen, even ones as talented as Billy Richmond. When you have a coach who is going out and getting the kind of experience in the transfer portal, that kind of experience, that kind of talent that Penny Hardaway has? So it's an absolute real truth on both ends. I hope it works out. I, I would subscribe to this, and John brought it up yesterday, and others have too. I because this has been so public, because Penny, you know, stayed in it till the end with Curtis Gibbons the third and missed. I don't think Penny Hardaway is going to go zero and two, zero for two on the two Memphis kids. He's, you know, I, I just again he hasn't missed a ton when he stayed in until the end on the Memphis guys, the Memphis prospects, the Memphis uh, products that he's wanted. And, to, you know, I just don't think that Penny's going to be sitting here at the end of it looking in both hands and doesn't have either one of them with Curtis Gibbons third or, or Trey. And so uh, whether it's John or what it feels like is maybe a vibe going around, it's, it feels like, you know, maybe this is sort of flipped where at, at one point here last week, a couple of weeks ago, you're thinking, well, maybe he's a Kentucky lean. I don't know. I, I feel like right now Penny's in really good shape and I think, I think John said that on the air and off, and you might call Memphis the favorite right now. Because again, when Penny's determined to land somebody, in this case, I'm 0-1. I don't want to go 0-2. Uh, you you feel pretty good about it. So I, I I still feel good about Memphis's chances to get Trey Richmond. I
0: liked hearing Calvin Austin on with you all yesterday, and I was glad to hear he's buried the hatchet. You you remembered um, faster than John did the uh, unfortunate incident where he was misidentified. Yep. at a Tiger football game and tweeted, I won't be back here soon. So I'm glad you guys were able to clear that up with him. And it feels like the University of Memphis, in a lot of ways, does the right things whenever they whenever they can. And there they screwed up and they acknowledged
1: it, right? Well, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because Calvin acknowledged that almost as soon as, you know, that night was over, his phone was blowing up and part of it was, uh, a bunch of it was Memphis reaching out to say, look, that, you know, that that was a mistake. We got to get this because we have to have you here. Remember, I think it was someone who had quote tweeted you pointing out Anthony Miller and Isaac Bruce that said, "Yeah, but they're misidentifying Calvin Austin III." Calvin then taking that tweet and (laughs) saying, "Look, yeah, they blew it here, and I'm not coming back back to any game anytime soon. You have to get that right." And Memphis, to your point about doing the right things, did it immediately. And so Calvin told us that one had been, "Uh, that was that was you know water under the bridge uh, way back because Memphis had reached out and that he'd be there and." He was he was screaming out, you know, pack the bowl uh, yesterday, pack pack Simmons Bank, and so I don't even know what you say anymore. What is it? is it pack the bowl? Pack hey, pack the I'm, I'm, I'm calling it the Liberty Bowl. we have about yeah, whatever? So yeah, yeah, Gabe calls sim. it
0: Gabe yesterday when he was talking to me called it the Sim,
1: and I'm well, that, just not see, willing. Like, to. Yeah, see, you like, you're the like the sim? John Jarvis brought the, he said Sim to me, you know, oh, a couple Jarvis months ago. Jarvis I, thought it, I thought it I thought it I thought it rolls off, and maybe him and Gabe are up to this. I just thought maybe I thought that kind of rolls off the tongue. Uh, Jarboe, yeah, he had mentioned Sim a couple of months back. So maybe sim. I don't know if Gabe jumped on his train or if he was one of the originators of the Sim. But I kind of like the Sim. I think it rolls off the tongue. And, yes, man, you can feel the big game vibe, the big game feeling uh, uh, tonight in, in sort in the of the sim, air. sim,
0: in the bowl, yeah. wherever it is. Thank you, Jason. Yeah. Appreciate
1: it. Thanks, brother. Take care. Yep.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.